happy Monday and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Rocketeer Minute where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of the greatest adventure movie Walt Disney's ever made, the 1991 Joe Johnston directed feature, The Rocketeer. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Hal Bryan, an airplane nerd from the Experimental Aircraft Association here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Now, Jim, we have a guest tonight that uh, that I can't believe. I'm I'm amazed that uh, that this fine gentleman has uh, has found the time to come spend some time with us here, uh, talking about minute 71. There's a lot of things that we could tell you about this guy. The shortest thing to do would be to go through IMDb and list everything that he hasn't been in, uh, because this has got to be one. He's got to be the hardest working actor I've ever come across, and he's been in some oh. things that are some of my very favorites. So there'll be some gushing in this episode. So gush alert. <laughs> but there's really. Forgive me, because I'm going to make a complete fool of myself. There's only one way to introduce this guest, and that's to do this and say, it's Rick Overton. Hi. So, Rick, thanks Overton, for having welcome. me on. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for the invite. Uh, right. And I think the movie deserves all the credit you're, you're giving it, because uh, it's an unsung masterpiece, I think so many ways it, it really is it, it's such a great popcorn film i mean you can you can recommend this to anybody you, you it is a guaranteed good time watching it i mean there's so much and, and you're writing the, one of the best minute this is the most mayhem filled minute of any part of this movie <laughs> uh watch, watching uh paul servino trying to fight upstream with a pile full of uh tuxedoed guests trying to make it out of his <laughs> nightclub and just and you have you have the catchphrase of the entire movie. I think it was even in the trailer. You get to uh, yeah. I point up and go, "It's the Rocketeer." Yes. Ah, wonderful. So we don't have to beg you to do the line for us. <laughs> no. And now my it. intro There's... makes sense. Thank yeah, you. For yeah. That. That's, that's... You know, uh, Rick, we used to joke when we were starting this uh, uh, before we really haven't had uh, dreams of maybe getting in touch with you, getting you on. But how cool would it be? If we could get a recording of you saying, it's the Rocketeer uh, Minute podcast. And <laughs> now you got it. <laughs> yeah. that, that'd be a promo for us. So. Yeah. You're all set. You're all set. Wow. Sweet. So, so we, have to, we have to go back to the beginning. How did you wind up you know, watching, uh, watching an, an orchestra getting eaten by a giant scallop? I just I was wondering. Uh, <laughs> I still uh, well, maintain Joe, it's an oyster. Uh, I met Joe doing Willow with Kevin Pollack uh, when he worked on the special effects team for Willow at ILM in San Rafael, ah. when their facility was there. We stayed pals after Willow, and it wasn't that much later when the Rocketeer came up, and he said, hey, you want to come over and uh, and see the clam set and all that, the ballroom? And I went, you bet I do. <laughs> he goes, in fact, you want to be in the film? I went, oh, heck yeah, I do. <laughs> and so there I was, and I got the, the line, the Rocketeer. Wow, it, it was perfect, so. <laughs> and, and, a, and a tuxedo to boot. You look, you look great. You look uh, dressed, oh, dressed to the yeah. nines. And, yeah, gosh, uh, and, and uh, your own one shot right there by itself. I mean, it's just it's it's two seconds and, uh, of glory. It just it's it's, and then I got to watch them with this live exhaust firing set firing like blue flame out the back for the stunt man <laughs> on wires really firing flame. Right out the back, right by his ass. It's really shooting out. <laughs> and, and, and he doesn't have friends to go throw snow on his ass yeah. like the ice skate guy. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. All, the, all those stock footage things. Yeah. Yeah, right. The guy flopping on the ice. But the, he, 
the, the stuntman was a picture of Grace in the wires. Oh boy! Wow. You know, it really, it really is so, so fluid. The wire guys were geniuses at making because could you picture that being the wobbly, crappy version oh, of it? Yeah, you know, easily oh, yeah. stopping and starting, and he's swinging and wobbling all over the place like the Ed Wood version of it. You know? Yeah. And it's incredible because when Cliff the Rocketeer is on the uh, sort of the serving cart and he's jetting yeah. around. There's a couple Knocks of shots where ice, you can... Ice snail goes off, he goes Yes, on. exactly, yeah. Right. There's a couple of shots where, okay, if you look really, really closely, you can see the you can see the wire there. But when he's oh, in the air, little... I have no, never spotted can't... the wire. I can't see no. the wire at all. It, it, it's immaculate. Yeah, no, that it's beautiful. Part. And, and uh, yeah, yeah I, I thought uh, the stuntman helped sell it so much by make sure your body's at just the right perfect canted forward angle and, you know... A lot of that was just his own sense of balance. Yeah, yeah. But he really sells it perfect. I mean, you actually believe he he's being propelled it. by it just so well. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful work. I have to ask, uh, who is the lady in your arms while you're while you're uh, remarking about the uh, the Rocketeer? Oh, I don't remember. Don't remember? I'm sorry. Okay. Didn't know if she was like. We're, we're always wondering no, if, they, it's the, if it's the no, you know the set they, accountants. Uh, you know. <laughs> they uh, they just paired us up for the scene. Okay. Well, she, interesting. And then said, "You stand here. She's in your arms and roll." Yeah, she she looked nice and alarmed. So it was, and, uh, you know what's oh, excuse me. What's really funny is is Rick right before your your pivotal line. Which let's face it, it makes the film. You know, it's, it all hinges on uh, it all hinges on that one line. Uh, there's uh, you know, there's a woman at another table who has the line. You know, it's the flying man. Mm-hmm. And I swear, the the guy next to her, if it was, we sort of scrub through this minute, he's mouthing it along with her. <laughs> so she's saying it's the flying man, and he's over there sort of moving his lips like. Like oh, that he happens wishes a lot. He that line, or sure, we all know the script. Had... We're all just sort of saying it along. Yeah, he, he's rooting for. Her. <laughs> Sometimes that kind of stuff will happen. You know, there's all these little funny Easter eggs. Uh, Did you know that in Doctor Strangelove and the Master where, uh, mein Führer, I can walk, and uh, (laughs) Seller starts to stand out of the chair. And Oh, no, 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 no. It's this scene right before that where he's arguing with his other arm and biting it and it's punching him in the face like that. And the Russian doomsday watch guy starts busting up, but... Kubrick left it in a master, and you just see him starting to hide his face and <laughs> do like a do the Harvey Corman Tim Conway yeah. bounce. <laughs> oh man, it it it's oh, so depressing. Those little to me moments, that, yeah, but yeah. it's so depressing. Oh, We've got some listeners out there probably too young to even know the Harvey Corman Tim uh, Tim Conway thing. Yeah, oh, and geez. man, that was it's I grew up with at. that. Yeah. I grew yeah. up with it too. You yeah. bet. <laughs> it, this this looked like a, a fun set to be on. And from what I understand, it was only there for like a day or two. They they shot it all in pretty much a, a like forty eight hours. They got everything. Yeah, everything long changed. days, but yes, very long days. But he got it all. Wow. Every little piece of that business to get on out of there and move on. No, it's fantastic. It's just fantastic looking. I mean, it's just. Uh, and, oh, it's sumptuous. Yeah, and and they had to, they had to build it pretty far up. I mean, usually you know it'll cut off at eye level, but you that you get that whole mezzanine oh, and all the curtains. You got. You gotta shoot the glass out the top and everything. Yeah, right. yeah, no, it's stunning. So, uh, wow, just just very ex- very exciting. So, uh, did you go? Did you go to the premiere? It was at, I think it was at the El Cap. I think it was where they where they ran it. I didn't know if you get to if you got to see this on yeah, opening day. I did get to see it. Uh, oh. It was an awful treat, and I, it was uh, to this day. I went and saw Captain America when that opened, and, and the Wolfman for Joe when that came out too. Oh, so, yeah, he and, does. Uh, he does. I helped. I helped Joe with a scene. On the uh, on the Captain America. Oh, really? When it's the, really? the six wheel car has to chain chase the big 
New York bomber out on the protruding right. runway, yeah. and uh, then they have to stop it. So I said, how about it's drive on all the four rear wheels? So you see when he throws it in reverse, just brrrr with the tires like that to stop the car. Oh, and he that's used fantastic. It. Oh, now we got now we got to watch the movie again. It's, yeah, he no throws kidding. it in reverse and screeches it to a stop. Um, Another absolute... And, uh, uh, Absolute favorite of mine. Yeah, I think it's one of the another one of the great superhero movies of all time. Yeah. And certainly one of the great American superheroes. Of yes. Oh, right? sure. So yeah. The, the way because he's one of the few superheroes. He doesn't kill innocent people. There's right. a lot of modern superheroes. They have no compunction. You threw my mother to the dirt. Now I plow through a stranger's yes. apartment with your body. Yes. Collateral will, damage will happen when I'm angry. I will throw a skyscraper at you. I, I will throw a skyscraper inhabited building at you. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, Rick, I have to ask, there's a long tradition on this show of uh, me being completely humiliated by trusting something in IMDb. So, uh, so let's, let's take that risk. I'll walk a tightrope here for just a second. In looking at your record on IMDb, when I see that, uh, that honest to God, you've been in everything over the last 25, 30 years, the first entry shows you as an uncredited audience member on Saturday Night Live with uh, Christopher yeah. Lee and Meatloaf. Is that true? They wait. They, you know, when they used to say a little funny caption under you and wait, and you'd wave in the audience. Yeah, exactly. Saying you got that. So they threw one at me and that was my first thing. And I just did that as a goof because I, I, I was up for Saturday Night Live a couple of times. Ah. And so we said, well, that's the goof. Let's put that in as the credit, you know, and I never took it down. But that's not much <laughs> oh, of a that's, credit. That I'm is just fantastic. That's an audience gag. Yeah. You know, and I go, I go through her with my face, you know, and that's it. <laughs> hey, it's nice work and if you can get it. Yeah. If you can get yeah. it to say yeah. you were there for the early days at all. You know? Yeah, I no got kidding. To meet, and I got to meet eight. Christopher Lee. So wow. there you have it. Wow, that is pretty spectacular. Do you happen to recall what the do you happen to recall what the caption was that came up under you? Uh, oh, he likes to he likes to wear you know angora or something like yeah. that. You know? <laughs> so you were a junior Ed Wood basically back then. I don't remember the exact line, but they know they would give a funny quote about he yeah. likes to such and such, and they first go, "Oh, me? What the? Hi, mom. You know." <laughs> the early kiss cam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. You know, and, wow. uh, hey, hey, I, I, I didn't have anything clever to do. I didn't know they're going to land on me. That's the way they hit you, you know. <laughs> and I was a young comedian just trying to get started then, so I just tried to get the biggest laugh I could on top of it. But they, they beat me to it. So I should go back and look at what they said. Yeah, I, funny you don't always remember those details, but it turns into gig soup at a certain point. You know? <laughs> gig soup. I should say so with something like 170 plus acting credits uh, here on IMDb and uh, so many of my favorites: Airplane Two, Groundhog Day, uh, the Ali uh, or Alias. Now, uh, does anybody ever come up to you and uh, and look at you and just say, "Hate the Drake"? Sometimes I hear a "Love or Hate the Drake." Yeah. Yeah. So uh, but I don't look Seinfeld like him reference. anymore. I don't look like him anymore. I don't look like the guy crying next to the very talented Elizabeth Dennehy, Brian's daughter. Oh, wow. Uh, that's who uh, was I was breaking up with as the Drake. Oh, it was Liz, Liz Dennehy. Dennehy. I didn't realize she was Brian's daughter. That's amazing. Talented Dennehy family. So, yeah, and they let me cry in that scene because uh, I thought that would just add to the horrible skin crawly awkwardness of it. <laughs> well, there's nothing funnier than horrible skin crawly awkwardness. I think we can all, <laughs> yeah. all agree yeah, on we've, that. We've, right? we've had that for yeah. 70 episodes, I think. Exactly. Well, it, it, it made a nice bond with me and Julia. And so since then, she's had me on Veep and stuff like that, thanks to oh. being the Drake. 
Oh. oh, that's terrific. Well, I think it's the policy of this show. We we definitely don't hate the Drake. Uh, I've oh, always been sympathetic you. to the Drake uh, <laughs> Wait, around have here. You guys, have you guys caught Showtime's new I'm Dying up here? No. I just put it on my watch list the other day. I haven't I'm, gotten to the first episode yet. I'm on five episodes of that. No I kidding. I'm the Tonight Show booker back in 1973. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, very well, nice. That's, uh, that, that'll push me over the edge and, and uh, bump that up on my uh, list yeah. of priorities, things to watch. Yeah, yeah. First... I'll check the show out. I think it's really special. It's a different kind of show. It's wonderfully written, and the acting is unbelievably good. I, I've heard nothing but great, great things oh, about it. Oh, good, good, uh, good. Now, uh, you, were also, uh, you were also on a show with another repeat guest of ours. Uh, you were on The Office, and so and uh, we've had uh-huh. Melora Arden on the show a couple of times. So you were Mr. Beasley. That would be Pam's dad. Is I'm that Pam's right? dad. You don't seem old, you don't seem old enough to be her dad. Let me just put that out there. Well, I'm technically I am. I'm 62, so it's I'm I'm right there on the button. Well, wow. I'm not my Ah, <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, so it's wonderful to work on the, the office to watch them do improv takes and to hold your face. Remember, you're not supposed to be enjoying this. This is something that's stunning and making your jaw hang. Right. <laughs> and how inappropriate, because new, new comedy that way is like you don't tag on a, well, you say something, and then boom, I top you. And bam, bam, bam. It's someone says something horrible, and then Kutcher just faces with, what? <laughs> and then oh, more what? And then commercial. It's, just a, it's a, different, yeah. a different timing, different, wor- different world. From you me. bet. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. Oh. Sort of the Fred Willardism of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, saying something <laughs> stunningly out of place. Uh, 100% wrong and no apology and you think you're clever and you're right. <laughs> that's that's his black that's, belt Jedi genius character work he does. That is the mockumentary king of the form. All oh bow. My gosh. All bow with respect to Fred Willard on it because he owns the form. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Imagine what Chris Chris Guest would be trying to do without him. Well, he sure has helped along the way, hasn't yeah. he? For sure, yeah. Just sure let him has. roll, man. You just let it roll with him. <laughs> yeah. Let him go. I'll never forget. This is, a, this is perhaps uh, a tad more, not really, a tad more blue than we normally work here on the Rocketeer Minute, but in uh, in a mighty wind, you know, Fred Willard is laying out this idea for the whole stage show, and then he's talking about having sort of the female singers up front, and then they all get doused in water, and then he gets this schoolboy look on his face, and he's whispering in the ear of the other guy about what's going to happen when the women's shirts get wet. And we don't even hear a line. We just see the glint in his eye, and then dialogue behind his hand, and you know exactly what he's up to. And and you, you hate the guy, but you cannot stop laughing at that. Yeah, Guffman, he goes, can I, uh, kind of grabs the stool, can I, you want me to strike that? I've been in theater for years, I know all the terms. (laughs) (laughs) I can strike this, you want me to strike this? (laughs) So hip, he's so the genius of being a perfect idiot. Yes. Stan Laurel was a genius at being the perfect idiot. Right. He was a genius at it. Unashamedly, Uh, uh, unashamed of being an idiot. You know, it's like, sure, I'm... (laughs) Complete. Tommy Smothers. Yes. Tommy Smothers is a perfect genius yeah. idiot. Genius oh. at it. Wow. He's, it takes so much great work to make that work right. I've got, I've got to ask: Has anyone ever recognized you from the Rocketeer? Has anyone ever come up and said, "Oh, it's the"? Ro-? Yeah, has anybody ever said that line to you? Or I mean, besides us, your two <laughs> biggest fans, yes. right? So, well, besides my my you two friends of mine, it was other friends <laughs> who also saw it and then said it to me when they were <laughs> driving across the street or whatever. Hong Kong, hey, it's a rock tier, but it was only right after it came out. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's, but 
Uh, well, and thank you for using the term "friends of mine" because that's that's a that's a real mafia thing, and it's uh, it makes me feel like a made guy. Yeah, he's a friend of mine, if you know what I mean. He's a friend of mine, if you know what I'm saying. But when I say exactly. this, yeah, he's not a friend of ours. He's a friend of mine. But you know, a friend of mine. He'd be a friend tell of them, ours. You gotta tell them. You tell them you're a friend of mine. Exactly. You understand know what I just said to you? <laughs> I could do this all night. One day on a set with Paul Servino. You know, that's what. Yeah, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. It, it, it all does it rub takes. off, doesn't it? Yes. Gosh, oh, wow. <laughs> Well, we were we were talking with a couple couple of weeks ago. We were talking with uh, Lisa Peterson, who has her Oh My Prince line. She said nobody's ever, even her own family, forgot that she was in this movie. And it's just, <laughs> oh, that's terrible. We just we just feel horrible. <laughs> Hal and I and, and several thousand of our other people who listen love this film. And I just want to let you know if you've never been noticed for it before, people will probably if if they're in your in your circle now, uh, they'll they'll probably be winding up saying this to you again. But it, it's so amazing. <sighs> I, I just want to let you know, we've, I've I enjoyed agree. this. I agree. I think it's one of the unsung classic action films it, and classic sci-fi. It's classic and deserves that status. Absolutely. It's it's so there's so much entertainment. There's so much. I mean, you can be proud of of your moment in this thing. It, 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 oh, you, I'm so I, I'm so grateful to be there and got to see it all working and everything. Because I'm a big sci-fi, a special effects nerd. You know. Right. Well, I was reading a little bit that uh, that you're into model building. Can you talk about that a little bit? What sort of things that you do or have done? I was designing steampunk models because I got to meet Harper Goff, the designer of the Nautilus for Twenty Thousand oh, yeah. Leagues. That oh my film. goodness! My buddy Tom Sherman, who is the other leading authority at the time for the Nautilus, that model of the Nautilus, knew Harper Goff and introduced me to him. I met him through my model building. So he introduced me to Goff, and Goff turned my head around about how I build the models and improve on the designs and stuff, explained why you design a thing a certain way. And I built uh, differently after that, and it got me the job of being the creative consultant and designer on a short-lived sci-fi series 17 years ago called The Secret Adventures of Jules Verne. Oh, wow. Sort of a steampunk series. So I play the a monster villain on the show, and a lot of that is my design work that was handed off, of course, to a brilliant art department who took it and did the refining work and everything else I needed after my basic concept, you know. So I was sort of doing the early Macquarie sketch of, of things that would then go on to become more refined. Wow. Now, when you're modeling, are you using styrene or wood? What are, you, what are you typically? Sure, you name it. And I'm just doing a prototype, and then is, there is no model after that, really, because they made a model of the giant dirigible, and then it went on to be CGI, and we had the first 24p camera TV series. Wow! The same cameras Lucas shot the second the second run of Star Wars films on. Wow! Cutting fact, edge. We got we got all the cameras that he didn't use, and those <laughs> were all that were left at the time. <laughs> so we got the very first ones that were high def. Amazing! That, that and you have to shoot. Incredible. And you have to do. You have to do 3D effects different when you're in high def. It is unforgiving. It changes everything. All your laces for your wigs have to be done better. The seams on your prosthetics, they'll show. All the things that 35 mil or lower res video didn't show, high def shows. Oh. So when a, when a matte line is grainy on an effect, it really shows. You have, with that, The team that worked up there in Montreal did an unbelievable CGI job for their day. If you go look at this on YouTube, you can see a lot of them. Secret Adventures of Secret Jules Verne. You know, I remember when that came out, and I certainly watched them uh, at the time, or at least as they as they aired. But I hadn't thought about it in years. I wonder: is there been an official release? Is it out there, or do we sort of hunt it down YouTube. on YouTube, like you said? They're all on YouTube oh. in segments. But you know, I'd much rather buy a Blu-ray set and make sure you get oh. twenty-eight cents for it. But I know I don't. Think I'll, that's I'll watch it on YouTube. I'll watch it on YouTube and send you a dollar. How's yeah. that? <laughs> Just send that me a fair? note. 
Yeah. I, I trade that dollar for your notes on what oh. you thought. Oh, that's wild. for the for the model work, uh, you oh, know, the CGI terrific. and all that stuff. I, yeah. I'm serious. I could step through your IMDb record here, and and uh, and I, I feel like I'm just <clears throat> I'm being rude because I'm not stopping to thank you for everything you've worked on. Airplane Two, Alias, you know, The Office, so many things I've enjoyed uh, so much over the years. The Jules Verne thing we're just talking about, and again, you know, as the, as the resident gusher on the show, I I, I should apologize. I, Did I you see can't. Groundhog Day? Oh, yes. I loved Groundhog Day. It was the first thing I wrote down when I saw this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm, I'm there a, with Ricky Dukeman, and they were driving in the car, and I'm drunk, and I have to throw yeah. up, and I want flapjacks. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and there's a, there's another uh, couple of podcasters doing a Groundhog Day minute, which yeah. that's got to be a real challenging thing. That's got to be a really tough movie to step through minute by minute, doesn't it? When you think yeah, how much of, how much of it repeats and, and, and things like that. But what a brilliant, brilliant film. Fun, fun. Cla- another classic film, I think, you know. Oh, Absolutely. It's it, it's made. I'm looking through it. It's just I can't I can't tell you how many times I've sat in front of a TV set watching you on on TV and your work. It's on, on everything. It, it, writing for Dennis that. Miller. Yeah, writing for oh, Dennis Miller. That was lots of fun watching those lines kill up there on you know the show on stage. Bumping and, uh, fists with your pals in the writers' room. Oh, absolutely. And Cloverfield, another. Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't get to why. I, I got cut down in that one because in the original version, I'm the one who says I come out of the rubble. You see me just kind of walking past for a second. I'm all covered crap, and I, okay. I say a line or two. But originally, in the in the original cut, I said a very critical piece of data that they then gave. I think to TJ, who's a buddy comedian, and uh, he. Uh, he got the line of saying that that thing is walking, but originally they said that sounds like explosions, and they go, "Those aren't explosions; those are footsteps. It's something, and it's walking." Oh wow! Oh nice. And that's like such a giant piece of info. They said, "No, yeah, get no that kidding." Main. I kind of can't blame them. That is something the main people should notice. Yeah, so I went, "Ah, oh, thanks for the shot." And then he, you know, JJ gave me other shots. He put me on Alias, you know. But, and yeah. he put, so oh, he, huge and Alias lost. fan over here. I'm, I'm on Lost. I gave oh, Michelle really? Rodriguez her badge back as the police shrink. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh my oh. gosh. You just keep showing up everywhere. Yeah. So in, in uh, Cloverfield, you were you were the guy who was basically it's a monster and uh, yeah, you know, yeah, almost. yeah, that's the guy. That it, it, not in so many ways. <laughs> I never put that's, those two together. That's hilarious. I, yes. I'm not trying to typecast you here, but uh, it does seem like yeah. here comes uh, here yeah. comes data giver. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, or <laughs> storyline giver. Yeah, right. right. You, should have, you should have a, 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 a your logo should be a guy pointing at about ten o'clock. And <laughs> that. That's that's the uh, that's my my uh, my biography. Uh, that's me. Look, look at dot dot dot. Yes. <laughs> look at the point. Would you be willing to legally change your last name to Exposition by any chance? Rick Exposition. Uh, Rick Exposition. Yeah, it's got right. a nice ring to it, don't you think? <laughs> it was, people wonder if there's tickets. Where do how, where do I get tickets for the Rick Exposition? Is it a pavilion? Not so much a pavilion as uh, just more, a, it's a more of a lifestyle. <laughs> It's a lifestyle, yeah. <laughs> Funny. That's a good one. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, oh when, my goodness. When when Rick good when, laughs, pe- when, when people want to connect with you, where where's the best place to find you? Where can they where can they reach you to at Rick Overton on Twitter and my Rick Overton uh, fan page on the on the Facebooks. And and, and that's about it. So and you know, I, those are the two I do. I, based on personal experience, I can tell you they work. <laughs> it's very, oh, good. Yes, very, we found each other through such very means. 
And yeah. thanks, fellas, for carrying the torch for that fine film that cool. deserves it. It deserves a permanent torch. We keep we keep hearing rumors yeah. of a Rocketeer sequel that Disney's working on. So hopefully you'll be able to point oh, point boy. in the sky at some more uh, generations oh, of this. It's another yeah. Rocketeer. <laughs> yes. It would that would be something else, wouldn't it? I oh, I hope uh, they do because it deserves it. You know, there's there's films they give sequels to. The joke I say about sequels and remake, I go, I, I'm currently shooting a film that's a a remake of another film that's currently in production <laughs> it's never too soon to reboot in yeah. other words uh, that's right there should be three batmen they should just call the movie batman and just do three different versions of the film and play them simultaneously with special and glasses then, and, yeah just... yes batman versus spider men <laughs> versus spider men Oh my gosh! I would. That's I would amazing. Oh my gosh! Well, well, Rick, th- thank you again so much for being on the show, and uh, we will we will definitely keep in touch. So if there's uh, <laughs> if there's more movies, I look forward to that. We'll we'll, we'll see how it goes. But and uh, we're I'm also going to talk with our friends who uh, do uh, who are planning on doing Groundhog Day minute. So you may be on a further minute. We'll see how that goes. Let but, let them know I'm around, and we'll, if they want, we'll have one of those. We'll do. Ah, okay. Well, Thanks, man. Well, for folks who would like to join our conversation here, we're always available on the social media places. Uh, not as many not as many uh, followers as Rick has, but uh, we're out there on, uh, if you go to Twitter, you can find us at Rocketeer Minute. Over on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Rocketeer Minute. The great big website, RocketeerMinute.com, where you can catch up on past episodes, find our future episodes. And if you go to iTunes or Google Play, just uh, uh, type in the up on the top search bar, type in Rocketeer Minute, and click subscribe when our name shows up, and you can get us hot and fresh every morning, Monday through Friday. Uh, but join us here as we watch the further. Gosh, they're they're really tearing apart that poor old South Seas Club. But we'll we'll have to say farewell to the clam pretty soon. Uh, but join us here <laughs> tomorrow on the Rocketeer Minute. So until next time, over and out.